With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. There's more to working from home than emails. So you need Wi-Fi with reliable speed, the most in-home coverage, and built-in security. You need Xfinity XFi. That's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity Internet and learn about our great offers. You'll get amazing value with speeds that deliver and reliable coverage you can count on. And with XFi Advanced Security, you can keep all the devices in your home connected and protected from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store to learn more today. Restrictions apply. Just came All right, hello everyone, and welcome to Chessy Hour. Um, we're gonna have like a really nice and just a two-man pod today because we've had a lot of wasters kind of cancel and shit. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna be your host, Daniel Soft, and I'm joined by Jermaine. What's up, Jermaine? Yeah, what's going on, Dan? You good? All good, man. All good. You have some good news today. Yeah, man. What good, good news today, what, man? What good news, bro? Bro, the contract is finally signed, my guy. Finally. I'm so happy. How long? You remember I asked last week, I said, yo, do you think it's, they're going to announce it soon? Bro, it, yeah, I know, I know. Means, means weren't really feeling it. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I've been burned too many times, in it? So bro. he was like, yo, I'm not even, I'm not even um, gassing, it, gassing it for now. But finally, man, yeah. official announcement and that, so... You know, it's kind of like, you know when you're waiting for something for so long, it feels kind of like anticlimactic when it actually happens. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it, it, they almost took the sting out of it, yeah? Yeah. Like the sting out of it, sorry. But for yeah. me, I was still gassed because I, I just wanted him to sign. Like, I, he's such a talent, man. 100, man. For us to keep hold of him. Oh, man. Yeah. So, do you, kind of me, maybe the cynic in me thinks that maybe they kind of held it until like a moment like right now everyone's kind of sad because the Valencia loss mm, so maybe mm. this is just like to cheer everybody up yeah possibly as well like obviously before um, before a big game yeah. going into going into the Liverpool game I think the vibe might be a little bit um, a little bit more positive maybe yeah. I don't know how guess people like the players get about other players signing contracts but I know I know when even when I played ball and my friend was like in the team 
mm. for certain weeks or whatever, you're, you're gassed, you know what I mean? You're yeah. proper, like, ready to play and you're just thinking about, like, the future and the club and stuff like that. So hopefully, players like Tomori and Tammy and Christensen Trust, and, man. like, just the whole vibe through the club, just, they all should be buzzing right now. Yeah, man. And, and do we give, like, credit to Marina? Oh, 100%. So she gets a lot of stick. She's been getting a lot of stick for a lot, a long time. I was going in on her, bro. Was, for I real? Was like, <laughs> you was one of those ones. So, but what What did she do wrong? That That's just what <laughs> I don't get. Because let me just quickly say my piece. I don't understand. Like, you don't see what's going on in the board. So why mm. blame her? Is it sexism? I think it's just down to pure fr- frustration, if I'm right. honest with you. Okay. That's, from an honest opinion from me I like that. is that a lot of people get... Um, annoyed with Marina because one, she's probably in the highest position that nobody can kind of um, get a clear you know, a clear message from, do you get what I'm saying? She never yeah. comes out in the media, she never comes is, out is, telling us everything's going to be okay, so it's like Bruv, so you want her to come out and say she's not your mum bro No, no <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to be okay, what are you talking about? But not but like nah, but not like that. Like as in like you know when something's going on behind the scenes with transfers and stuff like that, and like yeah. the, the the direction of the club and stuff. Like most of the time, she's the one dealing with a lot of like the financial things of the club and like the players getting signed and contracts getting signed. But it's like there's there's absolutely nothing. But like you, Jermaine, we don't know whether a player is coming or going. Like, so it's just, so what club does that? What club has? Someone coming nah, out saying no, everything's going to be okay. I'm not saying she should. I'm not saying she should, though. Real. I'm just saying, I think, I think naturally, it's not just me that probably wants to hear that. That's what I'm trying to say. I think naturally, as a human being, you want clarity, innit? Yeah. So, like, obviously in the business, you don't do that. You for can't real. do that for specific reasons. For real. You can't come out and say, oh, we're going for this player because, like, you know, other clubs might come sniffing or it ruins the business or yeah. whatever. Do you get what I'm saying? And yeah. then... Like, like you said, nobody really does that in football. But 100. for me, I, I was just finding finding things to get get out of her about. Like, I was like, but, oh, she doesn't know football. Yeah. She doesn't know this. That's toxic masculinity, her, bro. bro. That's, that's like, fair. So, so here's my thing. Um, and what I noticed about the whole Marina thing is you'd see fans and you'd see that... Well, to be fair, what's good with you is you've kind of admitted it was unjust, a lot of this, your attitude towards her. But what I kind of found interesting was... People would blame her for like giving William a new contract or signing drink water or whatever. But at the same token, people would blame her when she didn't sign man- like players that managers would want. So it, it was one of those ones where clearly a scapegoat because whenever a player was signed that they didn't like, they'd blame her. And whenever a player that, w- that the manager wants wasn't signed, they'd blame her. So if she has a degree of, of authority to kind of veto a signing, then, you know... Yeah, yeah. It's like you, it's, it can't be both. You either you you want her to sign every player that the manager wants, or you know you you want her to veto signings. You can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but, but for me as well, like I, th- I think even when I was doing it though, while yeah. I was like saying that kind of stuff, and I didn't really go go at her on Twitter or anything like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't. Anyway, I'm, they're mild, but yeah. I doubt it because I d- I don't really get. I don't make it get that deep in it because yeah. I know deep down, like I said, like I just admitted it. I know that mm. I'm just getting frustrated because I want the situation to be resolved. So, like when I was saying that like, director of football and all of this stuff, because mm. I think we had a convo about it like over Twitter, like, mm. back and forth a little bit about um, like why we should have a director of football and why it should be Balak and all of these kind of things. And yeah. my thing was, my only thing was, yeah, 
that I just felt that we didn't have a senior figure in the club to kind of spearhead this this young project that we've got going on now. But I didn't know that the club was going to do what they did with Czech and what they did with, like, what they've done with the whole kind of but backroom staff here, and all of that kind of here's stuff. Here's my thing. The whole Czech thing and the whole Balak thing, again, I feel like, personally, I feel it's perfect because Czech mm. and Balak, yeah, that, that's just to appease the fans. So, like, people aren't going to be, people are going to have a lot more patience with Czech. They're not just going to be like, um, oh, Czech doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, Czech made this bad signing. Czech's not making signings, bro. The board are making no, signings. That's what I'm saying. Just yeah. like Marina didn't make signings. Marina didn't sit down and pick targets. And Marina, like, generally what Chelsea do is support the manager's decisions. That's why under Conte, we bought Italian players like Zappa Costa, etc. Under uh, Mourinho, we bought Costa and Cesc. You, like, they, yeah. they just support the manager's decisions. Sari loved William. Yeah. We know he loved William. That's why William got a new contract because Sari wanted oh, 100%. William. 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's why we rejected bids from Barcelona because Sari wanted... Not, it's not Marina, but like I think what's... The reason why I bring it up is because there's been a number of good things and I've, I, I'm happy that she's getting credit. I'm not going to pretend that to know what she does as well, but I do... The reason why I fight for her and I'm in her corner is because a lot of the stuff is unjust. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm just happy. Yeah, no, nah, nah, you're right. I think she she does she gets she always has the club um, the club's best interest at heart in it, yeah, and yeah. that's a fact because that's why she gets the most money for players when they do most of the time when they do leave. Yeah. She's been doing good deals since she's been here. To be honest with you, and like you said, the targets are not really her fault. <laughs> yeah, um, she just does her best to get the deal done in the best way possible. Yeah. So, like in in terms of that, yeah, she's she's sick at her job. To be honest. But, so, so from the good yeah. news, let's talk about Valencia. So, like, obviously, that was I think that's <laughs> yeah. Lampard's third home game without a win. Um, yeah, but like, talk What's to it? me. Two draws, two draws now, and a loss in it. And a loss. But talk to me about going into the game. Did you kind of foresee that it might be sticky? What was your kind uh, of thoughts going into the game? Like. I- I was getting annoyed because I was seeing all this stuff about um, Valencia being in turmoil, yeah? yeah. And I was like, and I was like, but the people that you're talking about, they they don't have anything to do with these players on the pitch, like yeah. the managers and like. Fair enough, the manager, like obviously, the manager gives the team the tactics and the formations or whatever. But yeah. in terms of the group of players, yeah, I know Rodrigo, bro. Like Rodrigo is a baller. Like, I think so. Yeah, man. I think he's a like. I think he's a good. Like he's a very good player. Like I think. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Chelsea were linked with him next summer. If would, I'm you, being honest would, you, would you want him, though? I don't want him, now. Good. But, but, but I, I do know he's a decent player. Not for, not for Chelsea in the way we play, but I do think that the way Valencia play. Yeah. Um, and you saw it, like, it, although it was against Alonso, um, they do have a good group of players, you get what I'm saying? And, um, mm. so, so, like, this is the same group of players that Man United kind of easily dispatched last season. Like, but they also came fourth in La Liga, you know. They like, did, but I know, then, I know it's La Liga, but they, they went on a decent little run towards the end, and they just grabbed it with like I think they were they were full for like the last four games, and so like they went on an amazing run. True, but I don't know. So did we as well? Don't forget. True, yeah, but then we we were <laughs> top four for like the people forget for the first third of the season we were top three. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, yeah. Know, and then we so we so we started well and we ended strong. We had a sticky middle, and for someone's first season, that's not that bad. Valencia had a trash relegation. They were in relegation like for the first. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but what yeah, I'm saying nah. as well, they just got pumped five two. We just come off a five two game. Yeah, 
Um, I don't know. I had this kind of there was this feeling that everybody thought optimism, it was going to be. A, it's not even that I had optimism. I'm I'm a pessimistic person generally. So like, but oh, okay. my whole thing is I started to hear stats saying Chelsea won five two, Valencia lost five two, their manager's been sacked, etc. etc. So I was confident going into the game, but. Is there something about football is whenever something is stacked in one team's favour, there's always an upset around the corner. And I just mm. kept on hearing stats saying this is going to be a cakewalk for Chelsea. And I was thinking, mm. this this actually might be sticky, man. Yeah, see, that's, that's, that's a fair point because my, my thinking behind it was if I'm a player, I'm trying to put myself in them sho- their shoes, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm saying if I'm a player and I'm going out there and they're talking about us being in the worst position possible 100. to even win this game, like, like Rodrigo's going out there thinking these guys are actually talking about me like I'm yeah. not a baller, like yeah. I'm just going to lay down and no get respect. beat. No respect. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, this is the Champions League, bro. Everybody yeah. wants to win the Champions League game. Yeah. All right. You see what I'm saying? So Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the penalty miss because obviously that's the, the, the talking point of the game. Uh, who's to blame? Who like tell me who? Like, give me your thoughts on it. Well, in fact, you know what it is because I feel like everyone's <coughs> kind of calmed down now. So, give me your thoughts straight after it happened, as All compared right. to your thoughts now. All right. So, firstly, I don't believe that Lampard was trying to save Barkley. I actually genuinely think that Lampard's actually put down that Barkley is, a pen- is the first time penalty taker if okay. he's on the pitch. Okay. However. It wouldn't bother me because he doesn't actually start games. So it's stupid that he is a per- the, the first penalty taker yeah. because he doesn't start in the first place. He's never he's, he's not really going to be enough in our starting eleven, especially yeah. when our players are fit. Um, I thought Jorginho would have been the penalty taker, yeah. and that was my first thoughts about it. But in terms of how we went about the penalty, Willian should have never been in his ear. Mm. Like who who are you? Like I don't get yeah. it. That like, yeah. Who are you to be doing that? Yeah. To be going into someone's ear and saying to them, are you sure? Are you sure? William like, is a big dickhead. William is a big dickhead. William, like William, almost, it's almost like he wanted them to miss. It looked like it. Yeah. Body language said it all. Like he was standing there with his hands on his hips yeah. thinking, yeah, cool. If you miss this, you're, not, you're never going to be on them again. Kind and, of thing. and then also, like, also when he went up to him and then Barkley said, no, it's cool. I got it. Before he walked away, he stood there and pulled up his socks right next to him, like trying to intimidate him. <laughs> watch it again. Watch oh, it again. Like, angry, yeah, watch it again. <laughs> William wanted them to miss. William is a big dickhead. Do you know, like when you're confident about something and then people ask you, are you sure? That knocks your confidence. Yeah, yeah 100%. And Barkley, the thing is, yeah, people are talking about Barkley that are, you know, he can't take penalties for us because he performs bad. Listen, bro, you could have a crap game. If you if you hit the ball side net for a pen, that's what you do in it. Like it's a penalty. It's not the same thing. The only thing I agreed with that I saw someone say was that he hadn't been on the pitch for long. And although again, that doesn't necessarily have an effect on you taking a penalty. Yeah. You could come on in the last. People managers bring players on the last five minutes to take a penalty. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. In like if they're going into a penalty shootout, but. Um, Barkley in pre-season he stuck away every single penalty that he took, and nobody was saying a word. Do you remember it's when? Insane. Do you remember when we lost the Champions League to United, and Anelka came on? At, in mm. fact, we only just recently bought Anelka too, and he, I think he came on in that game. And there was something yeah. about it where I was just thinking, "Rah, yeah, you you haven't really played much. We've just bought you. you don't really care like that. You're going to miss, and he missed. Um, yeah. So there might be something in, in the terms that he came on, but look, Lampard's come out and he said, undisputedly, Barkley is. He's number one penalty taker. 
And some yeah. people were like, oh, yeah, okay, but he didn't start the match. So that means that Jorginho... So what uh, Lampard said was that number one is uh, Barkley, number two is Jorginho, and number three is William, which is pro- probably why all three of them was in the conversation. But Lampard reinforced that because once Barkley comes on, he is the first penalty taker. So there's, there is definitely a scapegoating of Barkley in terms of general... In, People don't like Chelsea fans. Generally, don't like Barkley. Let's get that straight. Agenda, Number one, it's agenda based. It's it? agenda based. So, like, if we are uh, like all this Lampard lying shit is perfect. Personally, I think. I think <laughs> it's, like, why would he lie? I'm yeah, okay, I man. think it's perfect. But however, I'll talk a little bit about that in a bit because yeah. then there is something yeah, yeah. that he said. There's another thing that he said that <laughs> kind of sounds like he, he might lie. He might have the tendency to lie. But if we were to take what he said at face value, that. Barclays first. Let's analyse the situation and let's point out. I don't really like blaming people, but let, let's figure out who's to blame. We've already kind of said we think William, but if someone's standing um, above a penalty and then let's say it was Tammy for all the Chelsea fans listening that still want to kind of go at Barkley. Let's say Tammy has, is Lampard's told him you're number one penalty taker and then you, you put the ball down, you're about to take the penalty and then you have Jorginho come up to you and say, are you sure you take it? Because actually, that's another kind of slant to this conversation. People are saying Azpilicueta isn't a good captain because he wasn't. He's the on the field kind of ma- manager, I guess, or like the leader on the field. So he really, again, yeah. like the Kepa situation last season, people kind of was like, okay, but where was our captain during that situation? Because he's on the field. The manager can't come on the field. So what do you think about the fact that Azpilicueta kind of let this happen in a way? You know, in terms of the the captaincy thing, like I do, I, I kind of, kind of get where they're coming from, and, and I'm giving them like the the littlest, like the tiniest bit of understanding. Mm. But um, that's only because, yeah, Willian is a senior player. Right. Jorginho is a senior player. Yeah. You don't need you don't need a captain to come up to you and tell you not to be like to not do that kind of thing. And they'd already done it anyway. Like they, it happened so quick. Like, I don't yeah. know what he was expecting Aspie to do. The only way he would have been able to do something if he was actually there. What if right I tell you this, though? But what if I tell you this? Um, report, I was listening to a podcast, and he said that he was there. So he kind of relayed the, the series of events, and he said the first person to go up to Barkley was Jorginho, but then Aspie went up to Jorginho and dragged him away. So Aspie did that to okay. Jorginho. Then... After that's when William went up to, to to him, and then when William went up to him, Jorginho came back to him to wish him good luck or whatever. And then Tammy but that's came... just William being a prick, isn't it? Yeah, but even Jorginho coming back up to him, I don't really think I think just leave the motherfucker alone, let him get in his <laughs> headspace to take the penalty. Do you know what I mean? If I'm taking yeah, penalty, I don't 100%. need I don't need loads of consultations. Like it looked like Tammy came up to him to kind of give him advice. I don't think Tammy wanted to take the penalty. He came up to him and I think he gave him advice. But William stood there um, and it, it's it's hard to kind of... Re- like, he definitely wants him to miss. I don't. It's hard to come up with an excuse for William for his body language around that penalty. It, it almost seemed like he wanted him to miss and that's so selfish. It was disgusting. Yeah, it was disgusting, to be honest with you. Like, I, I, I didn't really think that we had any players like that yeah. in our team and it was just disappointing to see that because... We've never really had that that problem before. I think the last time we had that problem yeah. was um, Jogba and Lampard, and that was only because I think Jogba was trying to get the golden boot. Yeah, 
and Lampard apologised to him and he ended up getting his goals anyway yeah. in the game but um, like we, we haven't had that problem for a long time and just it, especially after that whole Rashford and Pogba thing it yeah. was just annoying to see it happen with us as it's, well it's annoying it like, because there's an example there so like after seeing that maybe Lampard and them should have said alright we don't want this to happen to us let's mm. sort this shit out now but it's, it's happened and like in those situations what happens is if something goes wrong after that you, people have seen you publicly discussing it and having a discussion having a fucking podcast on the pitch about who should take the penalty <laughs> if someone misses either way it's, it's, it's going wrong so like yeah. there's no point in you doing that because if someone says alright cool you take it and then you miss then it's bad so like that's why you should just really leave the person alone and yeah, that that was a that was a mess. And I feel yeah. like William should be punished. Um, yeah. And I think I do, I do feel like if Jorginho was captain, he would have. To be fair, Jorginho has to take some. He would have taken it. He probably would have taken it. But Jorginho, <laughs> yeah, taken like, it. I'm, I, I think Jorginho. And we'll get onto Jorginho a little bit later. But I think Jorginho would be mm. a great captain. But then again, Jorginho was at fault for going up to him, and kind of adding to that shit. But William, yeah. but William was the the, the major culprit. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like at the time as well, I saw a lot of people kind of venting at Barkley. That's understandable just because of the emotion, that anger. But I do, yeah, I, I do missed a penalty in it. So. Yeah, yeah. But I do feel like um, if that was someone else, then there'd be a bit more understanding. But let's talk about the Valencia loss a bit more, and let's kind of kind of dig into what you think went wrong. Um, why? What happened? Why? Why did? Why did it go wrong? Yeah, let me compose myself a bit for this. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> um, to start off with, straight away, I think. To be honest, I, don't, I didn't really think that we 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 played that badly yeah. on the night. Um, defensively, we looked quite sound. I think that the main lapse of concentration was obviously the the, the goal that we conceded. Um, a pattern throughout the game, though, was that we was giving away a lot of needless free kicks. Okay. And again, that was what led to them scoring. Okay. But I just think in terms of, I think the stage was was a level up for, for Tammy. And I'm not saying he can't handle it because every striker is going to have a game where, you know, it's a difficult game. But he was getting into good positions. I think he, he got onto the end of an Aspie cross that um, early on the keeper kind of tipped out. Yeah. But I just feel like in that three, what, what we, play, we play like a 3-4-3 three, three, in it. We were playing like, a 3-4-3. Three, three. Yeah. But um, I kind of felt like the team's head went down after Mount came off, which was a bit weird. Let, let's quickly because... focus on Tammy, because you're, you're, you, you said you feel like it was a level up for Tammy. So let's yeah. talk about Tammy's game. You said that you thought he got to end the crosses. When... Yeah, Tammy, I, f- I felt like he was getting into positions early on. He was, um, he, he, was, he was kind of giving the defenders like stuff to think about. But I also think he was starved with, with service, if I'm being honest. I think, okay. like, I don't... When when you have someone like um, when when you have someone like Tammy in the box, mm-hmm. your crosses have got to be whipped in, dangerous. And I feel like Aspi every single time he gets to that byline, he he, he drops in yeah. either a very predictable kind of low cross on the floor, or it's like a floated cross, yeah. something easy for the for the defenders to deal with. And they were just headering it out all day long. And yeah. then with with Alonso, yeah. he was just getting the ball. And I, and I kid you not, go and watch it again. He passed the ball back to Kovacic and, and, and Tomori yeah. at least like 20 times. Yeah, so my, my whole thing is like seeing Emerson play, like Emerson would use that safe pass as a feint. So he'll pretend yeah. to pass it back, 
but then he'd use it to go forward and use some skill. But Alonso continually, because he doesn't have it in him, continually just passes it back. And Alonso and Aspi, when you're playing a 3-4-3, they're usually the spare man. And so, so many times, the ball came to either Alonso and Aspi. And just as you said, Aspi is a cross merchant a lot of the time. But his crosses aren't that. I know like he kind of, him and Morata had a good link up. But I don't know. I just feel like, especially playing that formation, so many moves break down because either it will go to Aspi and then he'll kind of cross it in from deep or he'll try to get to the end. Well, to be fair, he had that, that good early cross to Tammy, but that low cross. But Yeah, that's the one chance that yeah. he had and that was it. Yeah, but then Alonso's the biggest culprit because I feel like with Alonso, <laughs> it's so weird because he's a good shooter. So he had a couple of shots, like a couple of free kicks, I think, that he did well at. But I feel yeah. like he, he's almost like an inside striker because a lot of his game, <laughs> do you know what I mean? A lot of his game is like... Just, oh. It's not on the ball. It's just getting into the box on that left side and trying to shoot. Like, he doesn't take players on. Like you said, he'll turn back and he'll pass mm. it backwards. Even when we kind of win space. And so, like, he's the furthest man forward. If there's nothing on, he'll pass it back. He can't dribble into the box. Pass it shit. back, exactly. Yeah, so... Yeah, and that, that's, the, that's the most frustrating thing about him. It's like, you, you have the cheek to come onto this pitch here mm. and not be able to defend. Yeah. And so now you're trying to tell me that you, you don't want to attack either. You can't even attack. Bro, what? that is... That is like, we're basically playing with 10 men. Yeah, and literally all he does is shoot. Like, that's his only thing. Like, that's his, he's a one-trick pony, he can shoot. <coughs> and get into good areas in the box too. But Yeah, but but sticking with um, sorry, um but st- sticking with um, Tammy as well, I, I do think as well, um, one thing I, I noticed about, I know we, were, we, we said we weren't going to speak about the Wolves game too much, but um, one thing I noticed in that game was that Mount was very, very close to Tammy yeah. at times. In that um, free up, free up top, yeah, and uh, you saw that as well. Even when Batshuayi came on, that Mount was really close to them, and that's how he ended up getting his goal in the last yeah. minute as well. And that was missing from for, for for Tammy. I think that was missing in the game with uh, oh, so, against Valencia. So when Mount came off, you're saying you're talking about the difference between when Mount came off. Yeah, yeah. So when Mount got injured, I think that like Tammy missed Mount a lot. Yeah, when he come off because Pedro was absolutely shocking when he came on. He yeah. was well, so well, let, well, let's stick with Mount before we get on to Pedro. Because yeah, yeah. Do you know what I think? I think one thing that I noticed, Mount, I feel like... Okay, so do you remember when we played the 3-4-3 under Conte? And mm-hmm. how it kind of worked with Conte. I mean, with Costa and with Matic. But then when they went, that same formation didn't work. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's not just about the formation, but it's also about who's playing it. And I think one of the reasons why from the original 3-4-3 with Conte to the 3-4-3 was playing the second season with Conte is that Costa was a, an energetic presser from the front. And I think one thing that the reason why we kind of work better with Mount is Mount, again, he's a very energetic presser from the front. Now, here's the thing. When you make it hard for the, the, the opposite team to play out from the back, then they can't mount challenges onto you as much. It's almost like the attack kind of helps the midfield, the midfield kind of helps the defence. And so like when like when Mount was, wasn't playing, it was a lot easier for Valencia to mount attacks because they, there was no one pressing. Tammy's not that good a presser. Everyone keeps on saying, Tammy, off the ball. Tammy isn't a consistent presser like that. Mount is, like he reminds me of Costa, leading the charge. So I feel like that was a, a big miss because Mount is yeah, like a great. busy bee there. 
Um, but I do feel like with Tammy, Tammy, I don't think his overall game is... I think his overall game in terms of technique and all that type of stuff, I actually think that's good. But I feel like he just doesn't kind of drop deep and get involved as much. He doesn't touch the ball as much as I feel like a, a maybe a Mishy would. I think Mishy kind of would get involved as much. But as long as you're scoring goals, I don't mind. But I think in the Valencia game, we kind of saw that, yeah, he he wasn't involved as much. He, he, got, he got an end of chances, but I feel like he wasn't involved in the game as much. Yeah, because with Tammy, the ball's got to come to him, innit? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For him to be, for him to be involved, I think, he, like you said, he's not someone that goes that goes deep and picks up the ball and makes things happen yeah. like that. So, yeah. yeah, I think we'll see what happens, innit? Obviously, it's another big test for him on on Sunday. So, yeah. we'll see. so quickly on the midfield, uh, what are you thinking? So, just I, I want to kind of stick with this kind of three-four-three analysis, just because yeah. I watched the game again as well. And I think with a three-four-three, it's a midfield. It's a type of formation that doesn't really. It's good for teams without good midfielders, I think, because I, <laughs> honestly, and I feel like when you're playing a three-four-three, you're basically playing it a lot of the times down the wing, because you've got yeah, you, yeah, you've got like a, a left centre back and a left wing back, and then you've got someone on it. So you've got three kind of left-sided um, players. You've got three right-sided players. And like the midfield can have to stay deep because they can't go too forward. So a lot mm. of times you're playing downside. Obviously with Chelsea, everybody knows Chelsea, if there's one place they're blessed, it's the midfield. So yeah. I'm not sure that this formation going forward is best suited to our squad. Another thing is Jorginho, in terms of playing out, like obviously that's one of Jorginho's main strengths. But then when Jorginho has two men directly in front of him, he's got options. Whereas... I found watching the game again, Jorginho and Kovacic was passing it sideways to each other way too often. Yeah, of course. And 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 I think that was mainly down to even the options, the other options that they had even like further wide, didn't it? Like in terms of Alonso, just... Static. Like, uh, yeah, just... <laughs> that's why we said it so many times last season. He needs... Movement in it. Yeah, he needs movement to to be um, to be effective. Yeah, he needs movement around him. And like you said, in that formation, there's only um, uh, Kovacic playing with him in the middle. Yeah. So like, um, it's only going to go side to side if yeah. they're just playing with each other. Yeah. But if he's trying to look for Aspi or Alonso, who are very very static. Yeah. Out in the wide positions, then it's always gonna. It's just always gonna. Yeah. be poor build-up play from the midfield if I'm honest yeah. like, especially in that formation yeah and sometimes what what worked was the inside forward would drop deep almost into a position where the, the third midfielder would be and that would give Jorginho options and that kind of works mm-hmm. but I do I, I've got misgivings about this 3-4-3 because especially with the wing backs we've currently got um, oh, yeah. but also just in terms of listen we've got a number of good midfielders I feel like we should definitely be playing free we should make use of the fact we've got a, a host of midfielders and we should be playing free. But, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. I, I think 100% moving forward, it's, it's got to be 4-3-3. Three, three. Um, and I, I do think, though, in Lampard's defence, I think he's just playing his formation because I think he's just scared of who he has available at the moment. But, like, in terms of Alonso as well. Like, yeah. I think he's actually changed the whole thing. But I also think one of the reasons why he's playing his formation is... We have been shipping in goals from the start of the season. Yeah. Um, and he was 
the coming to the Wolves match, yes, Alonso was coming in. Yes, he was against Adama Traore. But also, he had to do something about the fact that it seems like every single game we've been shipping two goals. So I asked something on the Chelsea account earlier about when, what matches do you feel like we've been most like solid defensively? And you answered that question, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And what did you said, say? Um, I said Wolves and Valencia. No, no, I said Valencia. Yeah. And uh, I said the uh, Super Cup. Yeah. Although in the second half we were penned back a bit, but I still thought that we defended quite well in that game. And so. you, you don't think you don't think um, Wolves? No, no, no. Wolves, Wolves were good. I think that was just poor keeping. Yeah, probably. So, the, like, probably poor keeping. That question was kind of like a leading question. The reason why I asked it is because I think evidently that the four-three-three in the Super Cup we played. Kovacic, Kante and Jorginho. So we didn't play any attacking midfielder in that three. Yeah, so more compact, isn't it? Right, and in the Valencia and the Wolves game, we played obviously three at the back, two wing-backs and then two defensive midfielders. So I feel like generally in terms of shape and for, and personal formation, it's either defensively, it's either we're playing a 3-4-3 and a 4-3-3. Now, I've just kind of explained why I'm not really fucking with the 3-4-3. But I do feel like, and I know especially Palumi gets on to me and Yas gets on to me about the fact that I'm not kind of trying to force like either an attacking player in, in, the, in the middle three. But I do feel like at this point, Chelsea aren't good defensively enough to have an attacking player in the middle three. I feel like people kind of focus on the defence. Because we're conceding the goals, people think it's the defence that's bad. But I do feel like the midfield... Helps the def- can help the defence, as we've seen in that Liverpool game. Um, and I do feel like yeah. when Loftus gets fit, when, when Mount's back, when Hudson's back, when Tammy's back, I feel like then there might need to be one that sits out because I feel like the, the midfield, when everyone's good, should really be Kovacic, Kante and Jorginho most of the time because that's, that's the team that is, like, that's the midfield, I feel like, that gives us the most kind of strong, solid base. Yeah, I think I think in big games I completely agree with you. I think in t- in games like Liverpool, because Liverpool do it themselves as well. Like yeah. Liverpool don't really have um, an amazing attacking midfielder in that three that they have in the middle. Yeah, they have they have like what they have Fabinho, Wijnaldum, and and who who's Henderson. in the league? Henderson. Fabinho, Wijnaldum, and, and Henderson yeah. exactly. And I feel like even our three midfielders that we put in there that are supposedly more defensive are much better than them going hundreds, forward as well. Hundreds. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's not a bad thing having them three in there. But then it's you never say, a bad thing. You say in a big game, but Sheffield United, we're conceding two goals. Norwich, we're conceding two goals. So the balance is, hasn't been there. So why... Yeah, not a hit. Yeah, yeah. So, on, yeah, so why only in the big games? It doesn't make any sense. Like Because, because that's what I was going to say. Because I do think we will steamroll teams if we have... Um, like attacking wise, we will steamroll teams when we have Lofters, Hudson Odoi, say for example, Mount on the right and Tammy up front. Will I think with Go on. with Kante, Jorginho and, and, and Loftus Cheek in that midfield, yeah. On top of the fact that Loftus Cheek is better defensively now as well. I think Is he? Um yeah, no, nah, he is. He's better he's better defensively. Uh, yeah, I seen I see little bits of little bits of him last season. He's getting back, he was bodying guys, yeah. he was he was doing his work. Yeah, no, he was doing his work. So I'm not talking about the highlights because defensive like <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So it's about cons- consistent bread and butter. And I watched him last yeah, season as yeah, well. Yeah. And yes, he is better he like he was better defensively, 
But that was under Sari's strict instructions. I hope yeah. he's retained that. But I don't think it's enough because True. I still feel like he's our weakest out of all of them. I feel like I feel like Barkley's fair defensive. Yeah, I think Barkley, and I don't feel like we're good enough with Barkley in the midfield either at this point. But but, that, but that's the thing though. Like when we're playing a game like um, Brighton, for example, yeah, mm. like um, the Brightons, the Bournemouth, and, and teams like that. Yeah. I feel like our attack is too good. And our possession, the way we keep possession, even with Loftus-Cheek, uh, Kante and Jorginho in the midfield, I feel like they won't be able to touch us, innit? So mm. it's a waste kind of playing. Is that is um, that wishful co- thinking, though? Nah, I think I think we're more than capable of doing that. Remember, we only had Loftus-Cheek for half a season last season. Like, yeah. I think it's just going to be a level up this year. Honestly, I think him playing in the midfield this year, yeah. it's annoying that he's, he's been injured for this. Uh, I, I don't know. I, we'll see when he comes back because I can't say like with confidence <laughs> either. And I don't doubt Loftus-Cheek as... Attack- in, in, offensively, I don't doubt Loftus-Cheek at all um, in attacking. But then if it's just the offensively that I trust him, then I'd r- much rather him in attack. Now, obviously, I kind of want to see someone like Sancho come in on the right. So in the future, I definitely want to see Loftus-Cheek back in an LCM position. However, I feel like, and, and let's see when he comes back, but I, I feel like Kovacic makes more sense there because I feel like people want Loftus-Cheek to play LCM, but then usually they want him to get into the box and score or they want him to course, get the ball yeah. and run. But then what happens yeah. when he's making a run forward and then he loses the ball? Is he going to be able to run back as quickly to kind of get back and help people as Kovacic? I doubt it. Let's just be uh... honest. Let's just be no, honest. No, no. I, no, I hear you on that because I, I think the, the, the two players with defensive capabilities in our team, like, I think Jorginho does have that, but I don't, I, like, the two players that have it the most in terms of covering ground and, and um, winning the ball back for us, I yeah. think is Kovacic and Kante, innit? Yeah. And Jor- so, Jorginho has stepped up defensively. Like, Jorginho is topping yeah. a lot of stats. Like, and even when you see him playing, he's winning the ball a lot. So Yeah, reading the game very well. Like, yeah. This this season especially yeah and um yeah so I I completely that like I said I would not be angry or like annoyed if I saw that midfield because I know how solid it is I was the one of the ones saying last season when Kovacic came yeah I I know that he's better in a in a deeper role yeah so I was like um I was really gassed when he came I was like yeah this is gonna be the best best midfield in the prem because I just felt like everything that they did together once it clicked it was gonna be as strong as it as it has been in certain games, like like against Liverpool yeah. in the Super Cup and stuff like that. It's very hard to break them down and it's very hard yeah. to kind of get the ball off them as well. Yeah. So, so, no, I agree, man. But I think there'll be games where Loftus can play and then there'll be games I don't know. I, for me, I feel like play. when you're trying to kind of pick the games, that's when you've started to lose because every single game in the Premier League, like, you can't really... Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. So, so, I'm always of the mindset to set your kind of your stall accordingly and I feel like Loftus-Cheek brings us so much in attack so why do you need him in the midfield when I don't think at this point I can trust him as much to kind of get back and do the other side as Kovacic yes he's improved but is he as good as as Kovacic I don't know no he's not and I again he scored 10 goals last season he can bang goals in so I've got no qualms if we're him playing just above you know the, the midfield in that kind of area just behind the striker um, okay. Yeah, okay. and then, and then coming deeper, and then him and and him and Hudson behind uh, Missy or Tammy. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what I've been trying to sell, but obviously a lot of people aren't buying it <laughs> at this point. But yeah. I feel like soon soon people will see, soon people will come around. But um, 
I guess let's talk about Liverpool on Sunday because we talked a little bit about them. Um, wait, before we did this, Tomori. Bro. Oh, 100% we have to get Tomori a shout-out. Oh, my yeah, days. Man. What a player, man. Yeah, man. I, do you feel player. like... I feel like he's been one of our best defenders since he's been playing. Um, yeah, I do. To be uh, to be honest, first half um, in the Wolves game, Rudiger looked like he'd come back on it, you know? He looked like he'd come back yeah. in form. So, um, that was obviously a positive until he got injured <laughs> in the yeah. second half. But, yeah, uh, yeah Tomori's definitely been the standout defender. Um, surprising. Just surprising, like, how... I don't know, like... It, to me, he just doesn't look that physical. But he is, though. Like, he, he doesn't seem like he's, he he's phased at all. He looks like a calm you. Like, he's never ruffled... Mm. Like he's got that kind of calm, but do you know what it is? I after preseason, I put him in my first starting two. I put Christensen yeah. and Tamori, and I feel like people was like, "What about Rudiger? What about what's his name?" But I don't know. Even from preseason, I was like, "Yeah, I see it. I see like the composure." Even though I think he made a mistake in the the Salzburg game or one of the games, but I think he's I think he's a really good defender and. To be fair, not just Tomori. I think Christensen's been a bit of an unsung hero too. I don't think yeah, he's, like I, yeah, go, go on. on. Oh, sorry, I don't think he's put that many foots wrong. I don't. I can't think of many mistakes that he's made. Yeah, with with Christensen, I I always just remember that that patch that he had with Conte. Yeah, and I've kind of like just wanted him to get back to that kind of form where he managed to get David out of the team for a bit, and because he was playing so well yeah. for like a few games, Conte stuck with him and. To me, obviously, that said a lot. Yeah. I think a lot of other fans kind of um, recognised his performances as well. And it looks like finally he's probably trying to, you know, he's kind of getting back to that form now. Yeah. So hopefully, I did say um, I'd want them two to be starting. Yeah. Against yeah. Liverpool I, on Sunday as well. So Yeah, and I think Emerson, people are saying Emerson's training, which is good. Yeah. So we won't have Alonso checking back. And, oh, and then also Kante is apparently training too, but then... We've seen with Rudiger, and I don't know if it was that we rushed him back or it's a different problem, but that, there's a thing about not rushing these players back because we don't want them to get injured again. Yeah, the, my, my thing is with, with this, Dan, yeah? Mm. And, and I don't know, people might slate me for it, but for me, I wouldn't play... Any of the players that have, that have been recently injured, I wouldn't be playing them on, on Sunday. So yeah. I'd actually be playing Alonso. Only yeah. reason being, yeah? And this is the reason why. Even with our best team on that pitch, we can still lose. So why risk it? Why risk these players coming back getting injured again? You can say that about every game, though, bro. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, in terms of this scenario right now, all of these men are coming back from injury, bro. Yeah. Like, all of them. And we've got, got, like, a nice run of games coming up where we've got Grimsby next week on Wednesday Mm. in the Carabao Cup, I think. And then that's another week's rest for them so that they can come back and at least they're 100% fully fit for Brighton. Mm. And then we can kick on from there. Do you get what I'm saying? Because like I said, can take a play on Sunday and Emerson and we can still get smacked 3-1 if we're being honest, innit? So? Do you see what I'm saying? You've got to put your uh? best foot forward. Uh, <laughs> like that whole... I'm with you once you say we can still get smacked. We can get smacked no, in no, no. any game, no, bro. we can beat them as well. We can beat okay, them cool. as well. What okay, I'm saying cool. is... But <laughs> I know we can beat them. Okay, Trust cool. me. Because we can ball them off the park in terms cool. of in midfield. Now you're, now you're speaking the right words. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. We can, we can ball them off the park in midfield. We always do as well. Every time we meet them at Stamford Bridge. That's what I'm Bridge. talking about. 
we we always board them off the park. Any Liverpool fans want to at me, they can at me. But like, one hundred percent, their midfielders ain't balling better than ours. But I just feel like the the front three on their day for Liverpool, they can they can damage anybody in it. So I'm just saying, yeah. I don't want Kante getting injured to be yeah. out for longer, yeah, and yeah. I don't want Emerson getting injured yeah, yeah. because 100%. we ain't got replacements for them. A hundred, yeah. Because like when it comes down to it, it's a big game and people overextend themselves in the bigger games. And we, yeah. we can't take that risk. So I, I, I understand that, that completely. But it's going to be hard uh, with Alonso. And to be fair, Alonso, <laughs> do you know what, yeah? Alonso, he, in that game, he didn't add much. But it's not like he was a liability. I'll give him that. What? What, yeah, I don't think it was a liability. Like, obviously, oh, he was he was in terms of, okay, he spoiled attacks. I get that. But, I mean, in terms of conceding goals, I don't think he was a liability. No, but do, do, you know what, do you know what my problem was? Yeah, Valencia didn't have no confidence coming forward until they started roasting Alonso. And oh, Rodrigo okay. was giving him problems. Every single time. Yeah. Do you know who was saving him? Every minute who? in that uh, game, Tomori. Tomori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. You're right. But then, he's, so, a, like, he's the wing-back, though. So, Tomori's supposed to kind of... Ah, uh, no, Dan. See, right, don't cool. do that. All right, cool. Don't cool, do cool, that. Cool, 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 cool. Don't cool. do that with the Fair wing enough, backs, bro. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Liverpool because they got smacked in the Champions League too. So Napoli oh, beat shit, them. Yeah. Napoli beat them. I don't think Arsenal beat Napoli on the way to us beating Arsenal. I know that I'm doing bare maths here, but like Liverpool are beatable. They're conceding goals. Like Van Dijk's making mistakes. Salah yeah. and Mane are fighting each other. Yeah. Talk to me. Do you feel like even with like without Kante, without Emerson, without Hudson, without Mount, <laughs> there's a lot of withouts. But do we have a chance? There's so many, but I do. I do think we still have a chance. And reason being, yeah. But the thing is, the formation has to be right. And like you said, okay. I think it does have to be four three three against. Do, okay. do you think it should be four three three against Liverpool on Sunday? But my problem is, yes, it should be four three three. But I don't trust any other than Mifford. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. So like Barkley, I don't like him playing deeper because he will make mistakes. He'll make like he's more of a number ten because if he makes a lazy pass in the defenses area, in the opposition's area, then that's cool. But if he makes a stupid pass right in front of the fence, we're gonna concede. So like, and a lot of times as well, he's inconsistent with his pressing. Like a lot of the time, he just drugs with his belly, like showing. I don't know what kind of drug it is, but like. There's no, <laughs> tr- there's no, there's no left central midfielder that I trust uh, to do it, like to think about defence first, or well, not even first, but just to always think about all right, when we lose the ball. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is for me that that's that's my biggest problem as well. Like I want to play four three three on on Sunday, mm. but like you said, I, I think it only does. It only works with Kante in the middle, in it with with the other two. To be fair, I like mainly, I don't even think it's I don't think it's Kante. Like I think Ampadu would work. Like if it was, yeah, 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 yeah. If it was Kovacic and Ampadu, I think that could have worked. But it's just that at this point, we've only got we only got offensive midfielders apart from Jorginho and and Kovacic and Kante. So everybody else wants mm. to get in the box and score. Um, but maybe Barkley can be disciplined. Um, we'll see it because I think he's. If we're playing a four-three-three, Mount's injured, uh, RLC is still out. Um, I don't think there's anyone else that can play there. Yeah, the four-three-three as well. I wanted because I kind of think Pulisic has to play this game. I don't think so, bro. I don't understand where you're bringing <laughs> do, his name back I up. I do, Dad. Dad, uh, listen, I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, yeah, Pulisic needs to play this game. For bro. what? For what, bro? For what? Because Tell because Pedro is tre- Pedro is not like listen. Pedro, I don't. I, I just after seeing Pedro midweek, I'm not. I don't want him on the pitch. I don't want him on the pitch on okay. Sunday. That's the first reason. And cool. second reason, I think I think Pulisic was he, he he even though he didn't do it the full ninety or however long he was on the pitch in the Super Cup, I can't remember. But I I do think there were some positives from him in that game. So are you saying that you, you have to like give him, Pulisic, you have to give him that. Are you saying that you think Pulisic will play better on the left than the right? Because um, in the Super Cup he was playing on the left. Okay, but he's cool. got an opportunity to play on the left though. He's got an, he's got an opportunity to play on the left, and if that's the case, yeah. then then play him there. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he he has got more pace than Pedro, and he will. I think he will try and get in behind a little bit. Fair I think en- he'll try and get in behind him. Look, fair enough. Like <laughs> let's talk about um, Pulisic a little bit because Lampard said the reason why he didn't play in the Champions League because he wanted Pedro for more experience. However, he started. Like there was Mount, that was his first Champions League game. No Champions League experience. Tammy, no Champions League experience. There was there was a lot of people that were making their debut for the first time. Barkley made his debut. Uh, uh, Kepa yeah, made his yeah. debut. He had more experience than most of the players in the team. Yeah, so 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 I, I don't get the Pulisic thing that Lampard said. This is why I was saying that maybe Lampard does lie. It couldn't have been down to his experience. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was that. I just think he... He doesn't I mean, make Pulisic. Maybe. maybe, maybe, or maybe he just thought to himself like maybe he just fancied Pedro that day. Though sometimes as a manager, yeah, but don't forget Pedro. Players, Pedro came on, so he didn't start. So that's what I'm saying. Pulisic seems to be going down the list against Wolves. Mm. Uh, Lampard said that he thought William was excellent, and to be fair to William, I know the problem with William is he does a lot of good work, then he makes stupid decisions. But the first half, he was a bright spot. Yes, most of it didn't come to anything, but he was a bright spot. So I feel like William is ahead of Pulisic. I feel like yeah, William starting on Sunday, one hundred percent. I think he's starting because yeah. he had a bright, he had the bright spell against Valencia as well. Hmm. So if we're gonna go to Liverpool with Pulisic, Tammy, and, and William, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we just have to get through this game. <laughs> I feel like we just have to get through this That's, game. But do you see why I'm saying now? Yeah. Like not to start these guys that are injured because I, I just don't feel like if we if we start these guys like Kante and Emerson even if they're just about being fit yeah for the game but then we're going up top with players that you know you could argue they might have you know a wonderful game and that and yeah. maybe win the game for us but yeah. there's a there's a very very yeah you know on their day they, they so but we just have to hope it's yeah. one of the ten like. They've, their day comes one in fifteen times. We just have to hope. Like, you gotta hope it's today. It's Sunday. It's, it's that day. Isn't it? <laughs> so uh, my question to you quickly, because I asked this kind of about Pep, but if Klopp managed Chelsea and we had all players fit, who do you feel like he would pick? That's kind of like my first question for Chelsea, because we kind of know what Pep likes. I mean, what Klopp likes. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. So, oh man. Um... <laughs> Trying to think about his team, so I think he'd go probably for Emerson left back. Yeah. Obviously, Kep- Kepa's already got yeah. people, so he'd go for Kepa. He'd probably go for Emerson left back. He'd go for Christensen. Okay. Uh, it's a hard one between Tomori and Rudiger, but I'm gonna edge with Rudiger. Yeah. Uh, Why did you edge James. Rudiger? Why did you edge Rudiger? 
I think as well as Tomori's played, uh, um, I think Rudiger's a little bit more commanding in the air. Okay. So I, I don't think Christensen's that great in terms of being commanding in the air. So I think like Rudiger showed me that in the Wolves game as well, like just how yeah. much we missed that from, yeah. from him. Okay. So I think that's why I'd go Rudiger. Okay. But um, G- James, obviously because of his passing, yeah. passing range and his crossing, yeah. And getting up and down same way Trent does. Yeah. Um in midfield it would be your midfield, so Kante, Jorginho, Kovacic. Yeah. Definitely definitely one hundred percent be that midfield. Yeah. And yeah. then up top it would be Hudson. Yeah. Striker, I don't think it would be Tammy or Mishi. I don't even know who like not Giroud. Giroud might be like the closest thing we've got to a Firmino. The thing is do you think so? Yeah, probably because in a different way though. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like he drops deep and he links yeah. up play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so probably Giroud. Yeah, but the, don't and forget, then, um, like at Dortmund, he played Aubameyang. So like, just because at Liverpool he plays for Mino doesn't mean that he always wants someone to drop. He can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it could it could be probably either Mishi or or Giroud to be fair. Yeah, but we'll go Giroud anyway, and then um, right side. Right side, probably. William. <laughs> William. <laughs> yeah, because like in terms of on the right side, he likes that bags of pace in it, and Pulisic right now is not effective enough, so I don't think he'd, he'd choose Pulisic. Yeah, Pulisic wasn't at Dortmund. He'd probably choose someone like William. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I feel like you see what I'm saying though, because because Mount like he wouldn't choose Mount to go on the right, would he? No, because I don't think there's anything that... Wait, in fact, did he play Mekaterian at Dortmund? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He Good did. point. He did. Good point. So he might play Loftus there, because Loftus takes on... Loftus is one of our highest dribblers. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, so... Most take-ons, innit? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that'll be interesting anyway. But, all right, so quickly again, combined team as it is, everyone fit. And this is from your perspective. So you know in the... Because obviously we've got a lot of young players... But I'm, All right, so I'm saying, yeah. yeah, I'll go. Um, Allison, yeah, Robertson, yeah, Robertson Van over Emerson, yeah, 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 okay, cool. Robertson, um, Van Dyke, yeah, Christensen, yeah. Uh, I'll go Trent only because I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be silly. Like my heart wants to say James, but. Obviously, Trent, James, they played games for us, yeah. Ah, okay, cool. Um, so, I'll go Trent. Um, actually, you actually. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll go James. Yeah. Cause, cause, you know, I'll go James because James is a better defender, 100%. Yeah. James is a better defender and he's, and he's got everything that, and that say, Trent's got And say what you feel, innit? Don't, I don't give a shit about people saying, bro, he hasn't played games. <laughs> Fuck nah, all nah, that. I'll That's what I'm James. just saying. Just say what you feel. Go on. Yeah, I'll go James. Um, midfield, it will be... I'll take all my midfielders. So I'll take Kante. I'll take Kante, Loftus, mm. and Kova. Okay. No, Kante, Kante, Loftus, and Jorginho. Okay. I don't rate, rate their midfield at all. And then I'll go up top, I'll go Mane. I'll go Mane. He's thinking, God. Yeah, that's it. Nah. Oh, you say it again. Mane, Salah, um, okay, so Mane, Salah, Hudson. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Um, I feel like I'd go... I'd definitely go Emerson over Robertson, but that's maybe because I don't watch Liverpool that much. But um, I, I really like Robert, uh, Emerson's dribbling. I think it's better than Emerson, uh, Robertson's. <laughs> Shit, I can't yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and then I'll go... Everybody loves Van Dijk in it, so I'll put him in there. Um, <laughs> and then I, I might go to Mori, you know. I might go to Mori. He's like winning... I really like I really like what he offers. Um, uh, right back, Reese James, um, and then I I would go with my midfield. Oh, that's tight though. That's so tight. It's hard to fit people in, you know. No, Fabinho was the only one that might have got into mine. But... No, I'm not even talking about midfield. I'm talking about attack. Because then oh, yeah. Mane and Salah <laughs> has to go there, but then Hudson yeah. has to go there. But then I can't leave out Loftus. Um, yeah, maybe I'll play, I'll play Loftus in the middle in a Firmino role, and then I'll play. And then Mane Salah. And then I'll play um, uh, Ma- uh, Mane and Salah just over Hudson, just. Um, but yeah. Yeah, to be fair. All right, cool. And what do you actually think about the game then? If I was to ask you, uh, um, what's going to happen? I think if 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 we play right formation, I think. Um, we could, I think we could get away with getting a draw. Um, yeah. If Emerson and Kante start, I think maybe, yeah, I'll go one-one. I'll go one-one. A boring one-one. Yeah, we need we need another win. You know, I said it the Wolves game. I know, game, I know. I said at the Wolves game when you guys were coming in perfect, like rah, we need a draw. It's Wolves. I said two-one. Alright, cool. Maybe not you, but. <laughs> But I was hearing bear draw and let's try and nick a draw. And I was like, right, it's still Wolves, you know. I know they've been beating big teams, but like, we need to pick up points. So I feel like, again, we need to pick up points. I don't want to hear no, let's go for a draw. I don't give a shit. It's at Anfield, right? No, it's at the bridge. It's at the bridge. Yeah, so this is what I'm saying. We even need our first home win. Like, and I know, just as I said against Valencia, when it seemed like everything was against them, that's when they're most dangerous. At this point, no one's going to rate Chelsea especially if we start without all of our injured players. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can make the first win there of the season. Um, so I'm going to back Chelsea in it. I'm, I'm, and I'm usually a pessimist, but I don't know. There's something about these young kids playing and all that type of shit that's kind of changed it. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for anyway. Yeah, you want that, you want that headline, innit? Tammy, Tammy to get a couple uh... goals against Liverpool, Van Dijk. <laughs> yeah, I want I want another mistake from Van Dijk. I want a Van Dijk assist to Tammy or some shit like that. But to be fair with Tammy as well, quickly before we leave, because we'll wrap this up, we're coming to the hour. Mm. Um, one of the things that I'm saying is, Tammy seems... I get that Tammy started because he scored seven goals in the last three games or whatever. But I feel like... Giroud's been linked with... Who has he been linked with? Inter Milan. Inter Milan, yeah. Because it might be Lukaku. Must, they must have seen his touch, so I don't, I don't know what's going on, but... You need a plan B there. For real. You need a plan B over there. For real. So, I don't think go. Giroud's happy in his role. Number one. Nah, he said that as well, didn't he? Right. He said that he's not. Uh, he's not. Just because the kids are here doesn't yeah. mean I'm going to be their mentor kind of thing. Right. Because he wants to play games. Huh? He left Arsenal because he wants to play games. So, he's not happy to be a backup. He's like, his career's winding down. He's still France's number nine. And that could get taken off of him if he's on the bench too much. So... With that being said, I feel like one of the reasons he hasn't been able to keep Giroud happy is because 
he hasn't really been shuffling the pot that much in terms of the striker being played. And I get, like, Tammy's on form, but I'm saying with Lampard, he has to be careful. Um, and he has to kind of share. It can't just be Tammy getting everything. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I think, like, he's getting wrapped up in this whole, because they're young, he wants them to know that he's got confidence in them, so he's yeah. trying to play them as much as possible. I don't want him to, I don't want him to get wrapped up in that kind of yeah. cycle yeah. of doing that. Because before you know it, you could play him, like, four or five games in a row and he has, and his confidence is low again. Like, yeah. It's good to kind of shuffle straight here and there. 100%. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I think I think Batshuayi should probably get a start, if not against them. Um, and I don't want his start to be against Grimsby, even though it probably probably will be. Yeah. But I don't want it to be against Grimsby. I'd, I'd rather it be against a team like um, Brighton, which is the, 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 the next Prem game after Liverpool. Yeah. Like, I want to see get a start probably against them. Yeah, because, I feel like... Maybe two in a row. Why not give him Grimsy? And if he, if he does the job against Grimsy, start him against Brighton as well. Because Lampard's trying to make it... He, well, this is what he's saying anyway, that he's trying to make it meritocratic. So he kind of always says, after Tammy's done well, he has to push on because he's got competition. Now, whether that's just mm. lip service, which I kind of think it is, because he's try- I feel like that's his way of trying to keep Giroud and Batshuayi happy. But when it comes down to it, actions speak louder than words. So we'll see, we'll see anyway. But um, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Jermaine. We basically just had a phone yeah, call, no man. Worries, man. Yeah, just me and you. But um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it pans out. Um, yeah, to all the listeners, don't forget to use the hashtag. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, man. All right, peace. Doing the most. True say that money is power, so when you get money, keep fighting. Ghost. Ghost. I remember when I shot my shot, but I didn't have guts, so I hit the post. But next time it's a golden goal. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com terms for more details. Sports Social Podcast Network.